The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Everybody has money on their minds today. Most grown-ups are concerned about paying their mortgages and keeping their jobs. Today we have an author, Darren Jacklin, and, and a lot of things, world-class professional speaker, corporate trainer, television celebrity, Darren Jacklin, who's going to talk about his program, 101 Ways Your Kids Can Make Money. Good morning, Darren. Good morning, Cindy. How are you today? Well, I have a little bit of a cold, but I'm going to get through it, a nightmare for a broadcaster, but I am going to get through this broadcast, and because you manifest wonderful things in your history, I know you can manifest a great show. Yeah, absolutely. It's about making a difference in people's lives. I'm dependent on you to carry me through. How's that for pressure? <laughs> For sure, I can make that happen. <laughs> Great. Well, tell us about tell us about the program because I see that it's not just simply a book. This is a ten CD educational audio program, and you'll talk later a little bit about how we might see it as a Hollywood motion picture as well. It's very exciting, Darren. For sure. Two very years ago, exciting. I'm in the shower one day, getting ready to go to a corporate speaking engagement, and I'm doing an attitude of gratitude exercise in the shower. Just. Uh, you know, a way of being grateful and being gratitude. And the idea came in my mind, thought, you know, why don't I go out there and interview kids from around North America and internationally between the ages of 6 and 18 years of age. These are kids that go to public or private school. Because when I was 7 years old, I set up my first little business called Rent-A-Kid in a little town in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, Canada, of about 17,000 people. I'd go out and cut grass, shovel sidewalks, and deliver newspapers. And so for two years now, I've interviewed kids from ages 6 to 18 from all over the United States of America, Canada, internationally. They come from all walks of life and all different backgrounds. And these young little kids, men and women, they are little entrepreneurs. They have little ideas outside the box from cutting grass to doing magic shows to uh, doing Internet work today on Twitter and Facebook. And some of these kids are earning a few dollars you know, a day, a week, a month, a year, some kids are earning a few hundred dollars a day, a week, a month, a year. And some of these kids that are in public high school that are not even graduated yet are earning between ten and twenty and thirty thousand dollars a month while going to school full time, running businesses from their iPhones, their iPads, their Blackberries. And these kids just come from average families around the world. These kids are not specialized kids who come from affluent families. These are just regular kids in your own neighborhood that you grew up in. And you drive by and take your kids to school every day. They're just regular kids who have an idea or a dream who went out there and done things. And uh, some of these kids are actually millionaires before the age of 10. And I can give you some of their websites you can check out and do some research on. And it's fascinating. These kids are just uh, kids I interviewed to make a difference 
And well, I'm going to have you on the show for a while so we could talk about some of your favorite case studies if sure. you'd like, because I think it's fascinating. Those of us that have grown up in the 60s, we baby boomers, you know, you were, we were taught there was certainly a work ethic for those of us that grew up working class, mm-hmm. but we were very limited in the scope of possibilities. You know, if you want to make money, you babysit. If you, you know, it was just you were taught that you couldn't really think out of the box, at least in Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I would imagine throughout the country, I mean, there was a time before the Internet where your imagination could maybe take you places, but there were limited possibilities, and I think that the possibilities perhaps really extended due to the Internet age. Would you agree with that? Oh, for sure. These kids are so adapt today with the Internet and technology, you know, age of... Three ages four, you'll see young little kids today on the computers, or you know, age two, they're playing with some kind of electronic gadget, or you know, mom's old cell phone or dad's old cell phone. I, I, no, it's 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 really amazing. So, if a kid, let's let's talk about you mentioned magic shows. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fun a fun concept, and I would imagine that that's included in your program. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you have, let's talk about the magician and, you know, how he took, or she, took the concept from just simply doing magic to making it into a business. Mm-hmm. So this young boy, young age, knew he could do card tricks, you know, watching television, you know, surfing the Internet, could do card tricks. And mom and dad encouraged him to go to the local farmer's market where people would come buy, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables from the local farmer's. And he would go down there, and he'd get a little table set up, a little stand, and by donation, he would show little card tricks. And this kid, at the time of the interview, was earning between two and $300 every farmer's market. And a farmer's market would average about you know, four to six hours. So on a Saturday, he would go down and practice and rehearse throughout the week, and then go out and do magic tricks during the weekend. And you know, impress the people at the farmer's market, and by donation, they would give him some change or a couple dollars and stuff like that. And he accumulated this money over time. And then once he started to accumulate this money, what would happen is he would go out and buy more, you know, more tricks and more card show stuff uh, and more props. And, uh, you know, one of his dreams is to go and perform in Las Vegas at one of the big, uh, big hotels down there. Right, right. And um, did he ever get to Vegas or not yet? He's still actually a young kid. He's only about uh, 12, 13 years of age right now. Okay, but is he using, in this specific case, is he tweeting about himself and where he's going to be to um, increase the crowds? He is, absolutely. And right now what we're doing is he actually has a website. I'm not going to give it right now because he's revamping his website. He's got some money right now. He's hired a a webmaster, web developer, so he's redoing a new website. But uh, he's a fascinating kid from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Okay, so so he's going to have a website and... Are his parents helping him out in terms of the business side? Absolutely. His mother is actually very actively involved in opera, and they do a lot of stage performances around the world. And so one of the things that they're doing is his dream is to buy an actual traveling road show where you can buy like a van and a trailer and actually travel around from major cities throughout North America once he's old enough to drive and legally able to do that. And he wants to travel around and do that and make a difference in people's lives all over North America. Uh, well, that's a that's a fantastic story. How did and wow? So, how many other kids do you have in this program? We interviewed over fifty kids from all over the United States, Canada, and internationally from ages six to eighteen. They come from all different backgrounds. One kid uh, who grew up in a little town. Um, his dream was he wanted to become a professional hockey player. At age three, he still, his, his name is Ryan Ross, 
And his website, you can check it out. You can also follow him on Twitter and Facebook. But his website is www.tinytrump.com. So www.tiny, then like Donald Trump, T-R-U-M-P.com. Age three, he started selling farm-fresh chicken eggs every Sunday to his church for $2.40 a dozen. By age five, he had enough money saved up in his piggy bank to put a down payment on real estate. By age eight, he was a millionaire. And so now he's, now, now he's age nine. I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He just booked his first speaking engagement at age nine with Keller Williams Real Estate out of Los Angeles, California. And he's getting paid a few thousand dollars plus travel expenses to fly in there and do a 90-minute keynote presentation for around 35,000 people to up in January of 2011. He sounds like he could be a future motivational speaker. <laughs> well, I think he is a motivational speaker, and this is all from eggs. All from selling eggs from age three. And check this out. His father was an elementary school teacher, and his mother worked with hair and aesthetics. So not an affluent family, just a regular, average working family in North America. I, you know what? I, my theory is, is that affluence definitely can get in the way of entrepreneurism because... Um, you know, if you're if you're growing up with a silver spoon in your mouth, perhaps your imagination doesn't have to take you very far mm-hmm. because you're you're taken care of. Yes. If you if you don't have to make money, or if you're not taught that you have to work to make money, um, wouldn't you say that most people in the super wealthy set might not they might not be giving their kids today um, on the average? the same kind of environment and opportunistic working environment that the working class gives their kids today. For for sure. Some of the kids come from an entitlement mindset where they feel that mom and dad are financially well off so I don't have to work that hard or use creativity or imagination. Some kids do excel. um, But a lot of the kids that we interviewed also just come from average families. They're not Justin Timberlakes. They're not, you know, Justin Bieber's. They're not Britney Spears. These are kids that no one ever heard of that are doing things in their own communities, their own cities, their own towns from all walks of life who are just out there. And, you know, it's one of the interesting things through our case studies and our research over the last two years of these kids is two key success principles or business principles these kids do consistently is speed and execution. Speed and execution. These kids are great with an idea. They'll go bug mom and dad for, uh, you know, some money to buy a bike or go to the shopping mall or go to a movie. And mom and dad said, no, we can't do it right now. So the kids go out into the garage or into the basement, find a cardboard box, get a bunch of crayons or markers, write lemonade on it, go outside on the front lawn, set up a stand, and within a matter of minutes to a couple hours, they're selling lemonade or Kool-Aid. Now, funny thing is that some of these kids were selling lemonade stands, and what they found was if they put 25 cents on the lemonade stand, people would drive by and give them 25 cents. But if they put by donation, like, for example, in Canada, kids, um, they have loonies and toonies. So a $1 coin is called a loonie, and a $2 coin is called a toonie. And they found, based on their market research of all the drive-bys that people driving by, that if the parents and grandparents and neighbors would drive by, if they ask for 25 cents at the lemonade stand, they get 25 cents. If they ask by donation, the majority of the people that would drive by and give donation had loonies or toonies in their pocket. So they tripled their profits just by changing their marketing with their sign saying by donation versus 25 cents. People want to give more when they see the word donation, I think. Yes. It's a psychological thing. Wow, Absolutely. this is amazing. Will you be able to stay on for a couple of more seconds? Sure, I'd love to. Um, we, I want to just ask you, to, is there another, give us a highlight before we end this segment of another favorite? You and, had two kids from uh, uh, Utah, 
Uh, both Mormon kids, great, great kids. They're going out doing missionary work for their church. And people are saying, wow, you guys look so professionally dressed. You're young teenagers. Um, so they started creating websites uh, on how to tie a tie because people were acknowledging them on when they go door-to-door doing their missionary work. So howtotieatie.com, they started doing YouTube videos. Then these kids, uh, ages um, 14 and 16, they started doing, um, learning about search engine optimization through their father. Today, from high school, regular public high school in Utah, near Salt Lake City, these kids from uh, an iPhone and an iPad are running online business and generating positive cash flow around $500 consistently a day. Um, amazing. Another kid, Austin Walsh from Chicago, age 12, is a disc jockey, starts spinning records, you know, for a disc jockey. Age 15, 16, starts noticing high school that, you know, budgets are cut back, schools don't have the funding for sports teams. He goes and, and connects with administrators and said, listen, I tell you what, why don't we jo- work on a joint venture and you give me a percentage of the profits? Um, I can help you increase your cash flow for all your sporting events and your school dances. And if I can, I want a piece of the action. So what he did is he got a couple of his friends to go around the school and collect all the kids' email addresses and all their cell phone addresses for text messaging. He outsourced it to India through Elance or Odesk.com, went to ConstantContact.com, created an online database. Every time there was a football game coming up at the school or a school dance, they would send out an email and a text message to all the students in the school. He would well, then want to call to action to order their tickets early and put their names in for draw prizes. When we interviewed him last year, he was earning between twenty dollars and $40,000 a month consistently. Now, that's amazing. I want to talk more about the last case when we come back in the next segment because we have to take a commercial break, and I think that that's a fascinating case study because of the utilization of SEO, etc. So let's take a break. More in a few minutes with Darren Jacklin. Stand by. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. 
Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Darren Jacqueline, and we are talking about 101 ways your kids can make money, secrets about money that you don't learn in school, a 10-CD educational audio program book and a Hollywood motion picture movie to be released in 2000. And 11, um, so tell me about the movie. So what happened was uh, a few months ago I'm in Hollywood, California, and I'm just hanging out with a bunch of people that work in Hollywood, and we're just having breakfast one Sunday morning just collaborating, and they're like, what are you up to? And I share with them you know, my passion and purpose to make a difference in these kids' lives. I'm just in casual conversation. I'm sharing some case studies of some of these kids from ages 6 to 18 around the world. And all of a sudden the light bulbs start going on in these guys' mind. They're like, well, why don't we turn this into a movie? And, and the whole intention was to interview these kids, have these kids audition uh, that have been featured in the 101 Ways Your Kids Can Make Money project. Um, and the whole purpose is to mentor and coach and teach other kids on self-esteem, communication skills, negotiation skills. And these kids are still kids. So the whole intention now is to create a motion picture movie. We're in collaboration right now with uh, some Hollywood companies, and we're set to film here in the coming weeks, coming months, uh, out of Hollywood. And the whole intention is to have these kids, um, you know, show them in live, real action, kind of like reality TV where they're out there, you know, cutting grass, shoveling sidewalks, being an entrepreneur. And some kids will be featured in front of a green screen being interviewed like talking heads about their success ideas and, and their ideas of what they're doing. And the whole intention of the movie is to make a difference in kids' lives all around the world from all walks of life to give them hope and inspiration, but also as a mentoring or coaching um, way to teach these kids life skills, teach them things, you know, schools are great, but there's certain life skills that are missed out in public and private education around North America internationally from our experience and research. And this gives kids the specific and measurable tools and strategies on how they can go forward and build self-esteem, self-confidence, communication skills, listening skills, negotiation skills, and also money management. Also, we're teaching them about philanthropy and humanitarian. We're actually um, tied in a percent of the financial proceeds to Kiva, KIVA.org, which is about alleviating poverty across the planet. They're based out of San Francisco, California. They're worldwide. They're a microfinancing group. And so our intention is to, uh, with the movie, to create inspiration and to get kids because the economy has changed a lot. And hundreds of millions of dollars in the last two, three years has been taken out of, in the United States, America, and Canada out of kids' college tuition funds. So many parents have been trying to scrape by financially to pay the bills and pay the mortgage on time, they've had to dip into to, you know, grandparents' savings that left for the kids. No, many of us did. I'm one of those parents. Three kids and three kids, college education, mm-hmm. how to dip in. You know, you can't possibly save enough today. True. 
Uh, now, this is fascinating. Okay, so the movie, it's a documentary. Yes, it is. Okay. It's and um, you're expecting for it to be released in fall of 2011, or is it pushed back a bit because everything in Hollywood is? Yep. Yeah. It, it's pu- it, is it pushed back a bit? It's pushed back a little bit. We um, we figure about nine months to film and complete everything, um, but the challenge you're dealing with parents and legal guardians and kids' schedules. So, as you know, in filming, you don't always get to do it when you want to do it. You've got to work around the parents and legal guardians and kids' schedules, and everybody has busy lives. And so that's what we're working on right now. But our target is the fall of 2011 to actually have the movie released. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. We wish you luck with that. Thank how, you so how, much. How many kids do you have in the book? We have a little over, I think there's about 56 kids in total. Okay. Um, tell, us, tell us some more fascinating stories. You talked about the kids before that were in high school and they were utilizing search engine optimization. Um, they learn that at a very young age, don't they? They do. You know, a lot of these kids today are growing up with uh, text messaging. These kids grew up in a whole different world today. They think differently when it comes to technology. Uh, and so what they do is they're constantly on their cell phones, Blackberries, iPads, iPhones, and they're able to process information differently than we in, as adults or people that are in the older business mindset. And so I, I've met a number of these kids now that are teaching parents that are in the Chamber of Commerce, Women in Business, the Women Network, Rotary Clubs, because they just get it. And so these kids are like... We've interviewed interviewed one kid, he's six years old. He goes around his neighborhood and collects used coat hangers, wire coat hangers. So he goes and knocks on your door, just like the girl guides that sell cookies. He says, do you have any wire coat hangers that you're not using? And so people go check their closets and their storage bins, and they got wire coat hangers. He collects them, goes down to the local dry cleaners in his neighborhood and sells them for three cents a piece. So he's created a recycling program in his neighborhood of recycling wire coat hangers. Wow, well, that's amazing. That's a really great, that could be a worldwide enterprise. Yeah, absolutely. To we know that wire coat hangers are we got one kid, he's a teenager. What he does, um, he's, he, he likes to stay up n- late at night. He doesn't sleep much, and he's a teenager, and you know, he gets to school on time, his grades are good. But what he does is he, in his neighborhood, he builds relationships with the, the people in the neighborhood, and he likes to change people's oil. So he goes to the parents and he said, listen, um, well, you're sleeping in bed at night. Let me change the oil. Just leave the keys in the mailbox. So he goes back. He's got permission from his parents to use their garage. He comes back, hoists the vehicle up. He's got a farming background, so his parents trust him with working with uh, automobiles. He hoists the vehicle up, changes the oil and the air filter, takes it back to their home. He's legal age now. He's 16, so he can drive. And so what he does, he goes back and drops the vehicle off with the keys in the mailbox, and then they just pay him. So he's doing oil changes while he's still going to school and making some money on the side and providing convenience for parents because when they wake up in the morning, they've got to you know, do all their errands and run around in the rat race. They don't try to stop by an oil change place. So he does it at nighttime before everybody goes to bed or while they're sleeping, and he makes some money on it on the side. Well, that's amazing. He could also franchise that, can he? He could, absolutely. We've got kids that are teaching, um, you know, Mark Victor Hansen, we've heard of, who co-authored the Chicken Soup of the Soul. He's got some kids working with him that do all his Facebook and Twitter and help him monetize Facebook and Twittering. And I was told by one of the kids here just recently that uh, he earned uh, six figures from Mark Victor Hansen uh, in his company in the last two years through social media and social networking. Well, social media and social networking right now, it's 100% ROI. It is. You don't have to pay a thing for it unless you're doing pay-per-click advertising. So, I mean, I think that in the next three to five years, 
that this is um, really, it, everybody should dive into that pool because eventually I think it's, there's going to be a charge for these mm-hmm. social media services. So um, it's an amazing way for a kid to become a millionaire. Oh, for sure. You know, we've got kids that are out dog walking, pet sitting, uh, kids that are going out and they grocery shop for elderly people. You know, in their neighborhood they have maybe have some senior citizens that are in the neighborhood and they're young kids and they live near a grocery store with permission from their parents or the guardians they go out and do that. To some kids doing farm work, to kids that are doing advertising and marketing, where, you know, how to market to kids so they do test, test studies and case studies. We got some kids that, uh, one kid, for example, lives in the San Francisco Bay Area. What he does is he actually, um, he's got a contract with Levi Strauss Jeans Company and he's 11 years old. He's a model for Levi, Je- Levi Jeans. Um, you know, we got kids that are doing television commercials, um, media commercials. And, well, you know, that's not, that, that's not actually very, very new. You always had kids who were sort of showbiz kids, and their moms or dads or legal guardians would take them around from call to call, and some of them would make it and some of them wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that's kind of the new entrepreneur. I think the difference is is that the kids probably can figure out how to market themselves better than they were able to. Absolutely. Um, you know, so if you get a model, a, a kid for Levi's, that kid is able to market the fact to a broader, you know, uh, pool of people mm-hmm. to tell them that he is the model, and then perhaps he'll get more modeling jobs, right? Absolutely. I mean, we know one of the kids we interviewed, it was a fascinating story, what, he, what, what she would do it was... Um, just before, uh, you know, when we do back to school in the month of August, you know, where, you know, Staples and Office People and the different retail stores are doing back to school specials for school supplies, what this kid would do is go around to all the kids in the neighborhood and all the kids that they knew at school and with permission would get their primary email addresses of all the parents and legal guardians. And then would go contact the store manager of like a Staples and say, listen, I've got a huge database of all these primary email addresses. If we create an affiliate program, and, and I go ahead and send out um, a message to all the parents, legal guardians at the school that they can save so much percentage off school supplies. Would you give me a cut? And then that would help me generate some money for college tuition and help me also buy some school supplies. So this kid started doing that and generating cash. We another kid started creating greeting cards and would go to the hospitals and seniors' homes and sell greeting cards. So they make handmade greeting cards and then go sell them at the seniors' homes and the hospitals and the care facilities and make money doing that to pay for college tuition. Well, no, that's, that's absolutely brilliant. So they, they made a deal with the hospitals themselves and said, do you mind if we sell these here? And the hospitals said yes. Mm-hmm. I guess a kid has an opportunity to do strategic alliances that grown-ups might not have as easily because they don't think about the obstacles. That's right, absolutely. Some of these kids are really smart because what they'll do is they'll see a celebrity and they'll actually write the celebrity a letter, a handwritten letter as a kid. And not always they get a response, but sometimes they do from a publicist or from the actual person. And they'll say, listen, would you endorse my product or my service? And so they gain leverage and credibility right away uh, with somebody who's a celebrity. And all of a sudden now they get exposure. I, I interviewed some kids who wanted to write a book, and so they would go to different celebrities. Um, you know, Dr. Stephen Covey, they would ask to, to endorse the book, or Jack Canfield, and, and different people would say, would you endorse my book? Um, you know, it was amazing. One kid started traveling around and helping at seminars. Uh, some of these kids would go to public seminars around North America and, and start selling things at, at seminars during registration and during break times. Just fascinating ideas that these kids, how they think outside the box, and they have no fear, they have no doubt, they have no worry, they're just unstoppable. 
and they just have an idea and they just execute and take action. No, and, and I think that's amazing. I think grown-ups are conditioned to just have these roadblocks because we were told no a lot. Mm-hmm. And we're conditioned to have fear that these kids don't have. Well, we're coming to the end of this segment, Darren. This all goes very, very quickly. Um, I want to hear more ways in the next segment. I, you're full of case studies that are wonderful. I, I guess you had to fill up, you know, Ten, 10 CDs in this educational audio program, so you have a lot to talk about, huh? You know what? Yeah, inspiring. And some kids, when we interview them, talk for five minutes. Some kids talk for a full 45 minutes to an hour when we interviewed them of just fascinating tools, tips, techniques, and ideas on what they're doing in their business. we got some kids, too, we have a chance. I'll tell you some kids how kids are making a difference with children's hospitals and kids that are terminally ill and sick around the world. All right, well, let's talk more about that in our next segment. Stand by for more with Darren Jacqueline. We'll be back in a minute. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Get 
free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Darren Jacqueline, who has written 101 Ways Your Kids Can Make Money. Darren, let's talk a little bit about um, what you do in addition to this, because in your bio you talk about a lot of your travels as a motivational speaker. Um, how did that all happen? Hello? And speakers throughout North America. It started, um, you know, at age seven, I started my first little company called Rent-A-Kid, where I go out and cut grass, shovel sidewalks, deliver newspapers. Grew up with low self-esteem, was insecure. Uh, graduated from high school, barely passed high school, um, with the help of a friend of mine. And at age 19, I tried to end my life by attempting suicide. I come from a, most of my family's in law enforcement in the police agency, so I thought, you know, I had a sister that died at a very young age, so I didn't want to leave my parents or my family with a burden of loss of another child. So I actually premeditated for six months. I visually rehearsed. I practiced driving my car into a telephone pole. At age 19, when I went to commit suicide, I actually failed the attempt on the time that I went to drive my car into a telephone pole. Went and got some professional counseling, professional help, and the professional counselor said, you need to take uh, Dale Carnegie. Well, I didn't know what it was. So I went to this hotel. There's about 30, 40 people in the room. And I thought, okay, this must be one of those things where they drink Kool-Aid and sing Kumbaya. I didn't know. And at the end, something intrigued me about these facilitators in front of the room. And so I signed up, financed the program for 1600 bucks. took the program for, I think it was 10 or 12 weeks. And I was totally resistant. I sat in the back of the room, didn't want to take the program, thought I knew everything. Because I, I went to school and read the books. I figured when I read a book, a textbook in school, I knew everything. I didn't realize I had to apply it consistently and take action. So that was a life-changing experience, Dale Carnegie Organization. I went from there to Toastmasters International, which is a phenomenal public speaking leadership organization worldwide. And I started voluntarily speaking because in Toastmasters you have different manual speeches to get different certifications. So I one day got an opportunity to speak at a Rotary Club. And I went out, I was so scared. And I was a guest speaker for 20 minutes, which seemed like hours. And I actually got sick. I threw up. I was scared. I was sweating. Two days later, after I presented that Rotary Club, uh, Investors Group Financial Services Company, a financial services company, called me up and said, we heard about you. Would you be willing to come and we'd be able to pay you a $50 honorarium as a guest speaker and trainer financial planners and financial analysts and administration staff? I thought, wow. So I prepared and practiced and researched a whole bunch of information, went out there. and Basically, when I got started, it was just regurgitating information. It wasn't my information. I just bored it and give credibility to the source. And I started doing that back in the early 1990s. And I started to become addicted to it. I started to get recognition. It started to help me with my self-esteem, my self-confidence. And I felt that I was really making a difference in people's lives. And also, as a man, I was living for my purpose and a, and a passion. And so I started taking more and more action with that and speaking at, you know, there. And then all of a sudden, Central and Real Estate called me and different real estate firms called me and life insurance companies and mortgage broker companies. And all of a sudden, on a part-time basis, I started to go out in my community and speak at different companies. And I started to develop my confidence. I thought, wow, this is really cool. I'm making a difference. I'm making a little bit of money. I'm having fun. And in the early 1990s, it started to grow and grow and grow. And then uh, in 1999, I started going internationally. And then all of a sudden, I would, you know, I took my regurgitated information I first started with, and I started using my own information, my own experience to produce specific and measurable results. 
And then all of a sudden, I started getting calls from Fortune 100 companies. I'm thinking, wow, AT&T, Microsoft Corporation, Black & Decker, Air Canada. And I would go in and train you know, supervisors, managers, team leaders, executives, the decision makers. But it wasn't raw, raw fluff. It wasn't to motivate them to get them all pumped up and inspired. It was producing specific and measurable results. And so what happened was that launched me into the corporate training industry. And up until last year, with the change in the economy, I was on the road almost 300 days a year. I'd log about 300,000 air miles a year all over the planet, living my purpose and making a difference. And I just, I love it. I love, I love teaching people. I love giving people systems and strategies and principles that they can apply consistently in their life to produce specific and measurable results. And so I'm really about making a difference um, because I'm one of these guys that, you know, in my early 20s, when I was just getting going after I attempted suicide, I was involved in a business relationship with two guys one time and, you know, I didn't do my due diligence. I didn't know much about it. And I ended up uh, losing everything, got my car repossessed, uh, wrote a bunch of balance NSF checks, got evicted from my, my, my apartment, and I ended up being on welfare for, for a few months living underneath an apple tree. I ended up getting a cash job picking apples in an apple tree and going back into the welfare office, and here's all the cash plus 10% interest I don't want to hand out. And the welfare department couldn't take the money back because they never had anybody do that. So I've had lots of peaks and lots of valleys. I've been lawsuited in the past, you know, for owing people money from crashing in rock bottom to collection fees after me. So my, my definition of success is success is a series of well-managed failures. It's that mindset you, you get up and you go and, you know, life's about peaks and valleys. Anybody ever tells you that, you know, life success is easy? It's not. It's hard. It's a lot of work. It's perseverance. It's taking massive, consistent action. And you just got to keep going and going and never, ever give up, never quit. And that's why I get inspired to be around these kids because their mindset is unstoppable. They have no limitations or, you know, roadblocks or obstacles in their way, most of these kids. And so that's what it was. And so I've just been very blessed and very grateful in my life the last 15 years to travel to this beautiful planet and work with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people from many countries, from all walks of life, and really enhance my skills and my purpose, my passion, but also to make a difference and make the world a greater place. And so I, I love what I do every day. I wake, every day I wake up inspired with gratitude, and I count my blessings. I feel really great to serve and make a difference. Do you have a speaker's agent, or do, do you talk directly with everybody? I talk directly. My, my focus is authenticity. Um, I do a lot of preparing, a lot of prepping. Um, you know, I, I learned from my mentors years ago that to become an expert in your industry requires about 10,000 hours of focused training. And so when I go in and do corporate, I, uh, early in the early days I would spend a lot of time doing human resources training where I'd go in and show them about hiring, firing, recruitment, employee retention, and termination. And now it's more about master planning your life. So I show them how to specifically and measurably master plan your life in specific measurable detail, how to move forward in your life, and it's all planned. I, I'm, I'm big on systems and strategies and, and things like that that can be specific and measurable. So that way people know if they're on track or off track. So basically you create your flight plan. It's kind of like a pilot. You know, you want to do your flight plan on the ground before you're up in the air because if you need a mechanic, it's better to get a mechanic on the ground than up in the air when you're in trouble. I think that's always a good plan. Well, that's fascinating. Well, you know, most motivational speakers usually, if they're really good, have to go through extreme pain and reawakening Mm -hmm. to share their passion. So... um, uh, yeah, so now you have the idea with the 101 ways your kids can make money, and you were talking about some kids that were out and saving the world. Do you want to elaborate? You know, when you're doing these type of interviews, you meet kids from all walks of life. Everyone has a story. And I met a girl in the San Francisco Bay Area who, just a young girl, 
uh, had a rare disease that less than 500 people on the planet, I can't even pronounce the disease, it's so rare, less than 500 people on the planet, according to medical research, have this disease. And this girl um, was in children's hospital, was terminally ill and sick, and was, was on the verge of dying. And when in hospital, she was uh, writing a diary when she could, and she thought if she was able to go through the procedures and, and come out alive, that she'd want to give back to Children's Hospital. And so today she's, she's written a book, um, got a book coming out, I should say, um, and she's doing different things in the San Francisco Bay Area to give back to Children's Hospital and make a difference. So she's out there doing fundraisers and, and different things that she can do to help provide, provide for, for these uh, doctors and medical staff and other kids in Children's Hospitals. I've interviewed some kids who... Um, you know, very actively in their churches or synagogues, and what they're doing is they raise money for um, we've got one little kid. He's um, he's nine years old now. He goes out and cuts grass and shovels sidewalks in the wintertime and delivers newspapers. And all the money that he generates from that, he gives to his church to create tuition for a summer Bible camp uh, that he sponsors kids that are underprivileged or at risk. Some of the kids I've interviewed um, through their churches, they'll go out and they'll do hot dog sales or bake sales and raise money, and then they'll go out and feed the homeless people. Uh, some of the kids I've met and interviewed, they go out in their neighborhoods, and they, they, when the temperatures change in certain parts of the North America and it gets colder, they go out and do a blanket uh, drive or a, a coat drive, and they get one of the local dry cleaners to donate the, the services in return for sponsorship and as a joint venture. And they go out and collect a whole bunch of blankets and a whole bunch of jackets and then help the homeless people in transition in the fall and winter time. So it's all these life skills that these kids learn. And you know, some of these kids I've met, um, you know, have been affected by diseases or rare illnesses, and they just want to give back to children's hospitals and make a difference. And it's it's so inspiring. It puts a tear in my eye when these kids just, you know, so purely authentically just want to make a difference. And you know, from kids that have special needs to disabilities, we've interviewed um, from kids with autism to Down syndrome just amazing, inspiring stories of, of some of these kids. Uh, to one kid who was legally blind, um, he would, people would donate their used, computer part, used computers to him, and he could, with his hands, he couldn't legally see, but well, he was blind, but he could take the parts, the computers apart and, and recycle the parts of computers, and so give him a purpose and a sense of uh, contribution and fulfillment. Just inspiring stories. And just, um, you know, interviewing these kids, too, some kids that grew up in the ghetto, um, who, you know, outside of New York, and, and, and just these kids would go to school and they would wash other kids' uniforms for some spare change. Um, I'm on the phone interviewing these kids over the last two years, and some of these kids, I had to just pause and just tears in my eyes of, of, of the stories that these kids have went through. Uh, some of the immigrant kids who come from the United States of America, mom and dad had $50 net worth to their name, but they had a dream. They had an American dream. And they wanted to do something. And these kids couldn't speak English. They couldn't speak the language. There was discrimination against them. And these kids, just amazing how they would create little programs in their schools to, to come back. And, you know, they had nothing. Some kids were refugees that came over on a boat. And, you know, nothing. They came to an opportunity. And one kid said to me one day during the interview, he says, I said, why did you come to America? He said, well, how many other countries in the world have the word dream behind their name of their country? And I thought, Wow. Uh, good point. I've never thought about that before. You look at the American dream, and, and what, some of the kids would say, well, why are people jumping the fence from Mexico and digging tunnels to come here? He says, you don't see people building a raft and trying to sail away from America. They're trying to come here. 
Well, I think that's a good point. Well, listen, we have to wrap up this segment, Darren. We have one more segment to go, so you have a few more minutes. The last segment is the shortest segment to talk about some of these really inspirational kids and your projects. So stand by. We'll be right back after this commercial for the last segment with Darren Jacklin. Um, Stand by, and you'll hear more. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back, and we're with Darren Jacqueline, and this was a fabulous, inspiring show, and Darren is the author of 101 Ways Your Kids Can Make Money. Um, Darren, I, I really want to thank you for taking the time, and I want to really take a moment to wish you a lot of luck in making this project as wide as it could be and to perhaps maybe change a little bit of our mass pessimism that we are all feeling in this mm-hmm. downtrodden economy. And I don't think that there's a better time that this could be coming out because everybody, Darren, everybody's looking for answers. Mm-hmm. Everybody just feels so 
um, trapped and, you know, negative and uninspired by some of the things that have taken place in our world today that, you know, we kind of did to ourselves, but we weren't 100% prepared for, especially in terms of the consequences. I mean, you do see that there's a great time opportunity for all of this. Oh, for sure. You know, and right now, you know, some of these these young men and women, they're just so driven to make a difference. And we've got to, you know, these kids are the next generation of future leaders of men and women. They're going to be CEOs, you know, church ministers. They're going to run chamber of commerce groups, rotary club groups. They're going to be doctors, dentists, chiropractors, mechanics, engineers, architects. And so it's all about mentoring and coaching these young men and women and teaching them life skills to, you know, carry the torch further and, and help our country succeed and help the planet and the environment do better as well. Very, very encouraging. Very encouraging when you think of the kids who are going to be running the world tomorrow Mm -hmm. might be bringing um, a little bit of um, faith and hope into this economic mess that we're facing because I think the world got used to getting a lot with no, you know, getting a lot and a lot handed to them on a platter. And even in the welfare mentality where you get to the, you know, the less privileged set of people, we talked about the privileged set before, um, it's almost as bad as being born with a silver spoon in your mouth because you're still, wor- you're still used to being fed. Mm-hmm. It's not from your parents with a big wealthy house, but you're still being fed from the government. And that's not a good mentality either. No, it's not. It's, it's an entitlement mindset, and we have to realize that the world has changed. In the last couple of years, I noticed in the corporate training world, but also working with these kids, that the mindset today is to become a go-giver, not a go-getter. I, oh, I think that's wonderful. I think that's absolutely wonderful. I mean, listen, isn't it true that when you give and give and give, mm-hmm. you eventually get back? Absolutely. Return to sender, right? When you send, a, you send an envelope to somebody in the mail to the Postal Service and it gets the wrong address, it comes back to you through the Postal Network, right? Return to sender. So whatever you put out there comes back to you, return to sender. Oh, are these some of your these some of your motivational terms that you've come up with, Darren? Just things from experiences over the years and observing, you know, hundreds of thousands of people and just, you know, doing a, making a lot of mistakes and then having to go to my mentors and coaches saying, what, what's the, why is this working? And they're like, well, what are you doing? And I'd explain to them, and they're like, well, try this approach. And I do that, and I'm like, wow, I feel so much better. And they're like, good, just keep doing that then. And because you know, what gets rewarded gets repeated, right? So you want to catch yourself doing things right. As I've just learned from a lot of mistakes and adversities and challenges and peaks and valleys to now, you know, do things with flow and effort and ease and making a difference in people's lives because nobody cares about us until they know which we care about them. And so, you know, I like to every day perform random acts of kindness where I just go out there to a complete stranger and do something as a random act of kindness to make a difference. In that person. Well, it's putting a smile on that person's face. It's helping that person, you know, open a door for them. It's, you know, giving them directions when they're lost in traffic or something. Just doing something little to make a difference in somebody's life that makes them just to us it may be just one small gesture to that person could be life changing well it's really true a lot of people say to me darren and i'm curious of your what you think about this because particularly during these soft economic times a person in the public relations and marketing business um, you know, you, we're not making, we're not bringing in as much revenue as we did when times were good, and that's mm-hmm. obvious. We're service providers, so yes. um, I will give counsel and coach a lot of people, you know, free of charge. Mm-hmm. And people will say to me, 
um, why are you doing this, Cindy? I mean, you know, like, why are you doing this? Because I, I really can't afford to pay you. And I'm like, because I really like to. And, Darren, that's so genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, it's, if you really, really like to give, there's, there shouldn't be a question of why. Mm-hmm. It's true. Do you find that as well? Absolutely. You know, the, the kids, for example, one of the things I like to mentor the kids and one of the things I teach the kids is go down to the dollar store, invest 2 or $3, you know, have your parents get out with you, and buy some thank you cards. Then go to the post office or someplace that sells stamps, and every time you meet somebody and they make a difference in your life, write out a handwritten thank you card and mail it to them and, or do postcards. And these kids email me, and they're like, wow, it's so different. And that's the thing is it's, we go back to basics. When the terms of economy changes, go back to basics of sending thank you cards, you know, telling people how much you love and appreciate them because that's what it is. It's the little things that make the biggest difference, whether it's in business or it's in our personal relationships. And we've got to go back to basics and do the things that matter most to people. It's building relationships. It's, you know, the, the number one communication skill is listening. We've got to listen more. You know, when I do corporate training, I always train salespeople. Prescription before diagnosis is called malpractice. Prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. Are you listening and asking questions, or are you trying to sell your product and pitch it? Because if you're doing that, you're, it's malpractice. Because in the medical industry, prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. Oh, I really like that a lot. You come up with some really, really great things. It's no wonder why you're very successful in your motivational speaking. Where have you traveled? I've been 36 countries now, all over Canada, the U.S., the U.K., Asia, Singapore, Central America, um, all over the place. And then with the Internet now, we reach 103 countries, and it's growing every single month. And, you know, the world is just a big playground, and every country is just another room in the house. It's just a, you know, it's getting smaller and smaller. And, you know, back in 1967, when Stanley Milgram did the case study called the Law of Six Degrees of Separation, Stanley Milgram discovered we were six degrees of separation maybe on planet Earth. Now, because of the Internet and social media, we're less than three degrees of separation from the planet. So the key thing now is, you know, the old saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. The key thing is when you walk into a room, it's who knows you. So next time you're in a meetup.com group or a social networking event, it's when you walk into the room, who knows you. And the key thing is you're either memorable or forgettable. When you walk into the room, you either brighten the room up or you make the room dimmer. So it's the little things that you do, handing, send, sending thank you cards, postcards. You know, when I finish this interview today, I'm going to call four people today and sing them happy birthday. I'm going to call two people and wish them a happy anniversary for their wedding. It's the little things that we do. So when you meet somebody with permission, get their birth date, get their wedding anniversary. Find out the little things that are most important in their life and then acknowledge and recognize them for those things because everybody has uniqueness within them. Everybody's special on the planet. When we see that, we embrace that with gratitude and we appreciate that. We make the world a better place. And are you on Twitter, Darren? I am on Twitter. I don't act, I'm on Facebook more than I am on Twitter. I'm learning. The kids are actually teaching me. How to use, I find it personally a distraction, but I'm learning. I'm on Facebook every day. So if you want, you just go to Darren Jacklin. I'm on Facebook. You can find me. And I'm also on Twitter. I think I'm under as the Mega Manifester. You're, you're not really sure because the kids are doing it for you. The kids, I do Facebook, but the kids are doing Twitter for me. You got to learn Twitter just to learn it. It's actually <laughs> kind of fun. It's once you get it, it's sort of the text messaging of social media, and it's odd and fun and abbreviated. And I think that just I'm not saying that you should do it because you have 
you know, you you have an army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just kind of learn it. It's a lot of fun. I'll look for you on Facebook, and I think my listeners should too. And your website is www.100wayswyourkidscanmakemoney.com, and I want everybody to go and look at it. Darren, um, thank you for coming on my show, and thank you for doing this. I think that you're one of the people that might just be able to make the world a better place. I appreciate it, Cindy, so much. Thank you so much for that. Okay, and um, you'll be able to probably download your show from www.voiceamerica.com as soon as tomorrow afternoon. Great. Thank you so much. Okay, well, you take care. It's been a pleasure having you, Darren. Best of luck. I appreciate you making a difference. All right, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 